0: Greetings, outcasts, free thinkers, narrative questioners, dot connectors, and genuinely open-minded and outright curious inhabitants of whatever realm we exist in at the moment. You are about to embark on another free first-hour episode of The Out. If you find yourself wanting to dig deeper and have the desire to join the conversation during our monthly melt meetups, you might want to consider becoming a monthly subscriber. For as little as three lousy Babylon Hokey Pokey tokens per month, you can have access to full-length, early, and exclusive episodes. Just visit patreon.com slash themeltpodcast or click the link in the episode notes to set the process in motion. It's simple, painless, and very well might make you feel tingly inside. So without further ado, please enjoy the show! <laughs> Before I get started, I would just like to put it out there that we are currently uploading our entire back catalog onto first Grumble and then Odyssey. So we're encouraging people to follow us there as opposed to YouTube. YouTube is not a reliable place to get what we have to offer. We recently got a medical misinformation strike for posting a video of our last Melt meetup, even though it was unlisted, not even available to the public. You had to have a link to get to it. And they still gave us a strike, one of many. So we are trying to port people over to these other platforms because no one at YouTube thinks that you are capable of thinking for yourself. And frankly, you are better than that. We know you can think for yourself. They are trying to dictate what you can or cannot ponder or ask questions about, so fuck them. Also, this episode is the first one that we will be releasing a video version of. From now on, there will be a video version and an audio version for people who listen to us through, say, podcast apps. Please let us know what you think. But not on YouTube. Just keep your eyes out for the Rumble and Odyssey links below and proceed accordingly. Thank you. Okay. Hello, folks. My apologies for the delay in getting out this last week's episode. I was dealing with a cheese-zapping abscess tooth this last week, which left me with little creative energy and half a face that looked like Ron Perlman. Plus, I'm not one that likes doing things half-assed. I'm a one-man production team, so when I'm down, not much gets done that being said, I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet for the sake of getting this episode out before the week has actually ended, and my creative juice is not quite at its normal level as of yet. Today's guest, Kimberly McGeorge, is a Jane of all trades. She's a remote viewer, cryptozoologist, psychic medium, soul regressor, and an energy healer. She's helped the police with life or death cases and has been a pioneer in energy and frequency technology. She joins us today to speak with us about her take on simulation theory and in the second hour conducts a rather profound energy scan of Hunter, which proved quite accurate. I start off the conversation by asking Kimberly to give you a brief bio in order to provide the context from which she is coming.
1: Um, I'm coming from a couple of different, um, genres or, uh, you know, kind of niche, uh, type areas. I started out, um, just because of my abilities, obvious, well, not obviously if you don't know me, but if you do know me, obviously, <laughs> um, in the paranormal and, um, because I was born with the ability to see spirits, remote view, actually kind of some weird abilities, um, see multi um, out what I call the game outside of the game. Um, see multi-dimensionally from within the game. Also, I didn't know I, exactly how to explain this ability, but I do kind of now. I have the ability to, which I don't use, you know, you guys don't need to worry. <laughs> I use very often. Um, but I have the ability to completely merge with somebody and become them from the inside out, which is really handy as a medical intuitive, because you can crawl around people's bodies and, um, you know, see what you need to see sure. and figure out what you need to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also handy, you know, when you use it with your husband, children (laughs) etc so um kind of a strange ability but you know came in handy um i got out of the paranormal um not completely ever but um as kind of as a focus in my career because i found it very um energy draining and dark i didn't know what i know now um or i might have had a different perspective And I still do a lot with the paranormal, but it's not my primary focus as it was back then. Mm -hmm. Went into alternative medicine, uh, herbal medicine, natural health, um, had a very large career focusing on that. Um, Eventually, when the internet and everything, you know, got really big and all our devices, you know, was able to go virtual, Mm -hmm. which was wonderful. So um, don't currently have any in-person clinics, Mm. although occasionally I'll do in-person appointments and live events. Um, then coming out of alternative medicine led me to frequency medicine, mm. um, which I do probably 75, 80% of my time and um, led to a reputation as uh, one of the top frequency experts in the world and um, led to some recruitment from some companies. So I now um, help design and program um, medical technology as a subcontractor. So that's kind of where we're at now.
0: Cool. Fantastic!
2: Awesome. But Chris mentioned that you might be able to do a reading on one of us. Yeah, after mm-hmm.
0: the after the yeah. uh, first hour,
2: that would be fantastic. No, really. Yes. I really need it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I'll say.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't tell me anything. It'll it'll be interesting. Well, and it's, it's so interesting because um, you will tell me everything. So that's what's so cool is you know my as far as my psychic abilities, I call myself the lazy psychic now because. <laughs> The technology does so much of the work for me sure.
0: fantastic well how did you find out that you had the ability to like you said go inside of somebody become somebody was that accidental or did you just how, how did that manifest
1: it's hard when you're like born in because this is a very common ability in mm-hmm. all time all space all the et's that are within the game in higher dimensions and outside of the game they all have this ability mm-hmm. uh, as a matter of fact very little language is used because they all share their minds and they share their energy And they don't completely merge, but they partially merge usually. Some people completely merge. So I found out later it's a very, very common ability. I mean, it's uncommon to be so restricted in a game like this and not have that ability. So to me, it was always such a part of my being. Um, I I only figured out I had it by figuring out other people didn't have it. Mm -hmm. So I would be like, you know, my mom would say something and I could tell she wasn't being honest. And I would be like. You know, that's not what you meant. And she's like, What do you mean that's not what I meant? And I'd be like, Whoa, you know? (laughs) And she, because I could read what she wanted to say, like I could read anything. And that's what's so cool about we all can't, because it's all frequency. Every single thought you have is a Mm -hmm. frequency. Every single word is a frequency. Doesn't matter what language. Every single emotion is a frequency. Um, Every single fantasy is a frequency. I, I mean, this, you know, all the way back to the all, everything's frequency. So once you learn to read frequency, which I guess, And I later learned why some I can share, some I can't, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so neat to find all the pieces to find out why you were born like this and who you were before in your past lives and then who you are outside the game and in parallel lives. And then you find out about your clones and then it gets just really crazy, but also really cool Mm -hmm. um, because it's put a lot of pieces together about who I am.
2: How does it manifest for you? Is it through a visual or is it a sound or how, wow. how do I don't you pre- know if anyone's
1: ever asked me that before? I'm gonna have to think about it. Wow. <laughs> um it's it's through it's it's completely taking the point of view. So it would be like switching from my point of view to switching to being you. Mm-hmm. So so it's complete. It's um I can't even really <laughs> explain yeah. it. It's point of view. It's switching your point of view your point of view instead of my individual, you know, individual point of view, which is why we came out of the, we wanted to have our individual point of view. Um, But yet we're all still a part of each other and we all came from the same place. So there is this connection that makes it very easy to slip in and take another person's point of view. It's not just people. I can merge with a tree. I can merge with an ET. I can merge with a Sasquatch or a discarnate Mm -hmm. or an animal. I mean, it's not just people.
0: Interesting.
2: Does it make it difficult for you to go out into the world? Do you have to do like a shields up thing, so that you can kind of navigate the world without necessarily picking up on people's energies?
1: It's really interesting. I used to, uh, I used to get so discompartmentalized and completely lose myself because I was not even focusing on a single person. So I become like 80 things instead. It was really hard Mm. to stay in my body and process all that information. Now though, I don't even know. I think it's just, I don't know. Now I only do it consciously. Mm -hmm. However, what I found through testing thousands of people every month is everybody gets jumped in public. Like there's nobody that doesn't get jumped either externally or internally and possessions is, or what we call possession is so common. Like, um, and my goddaughter last night, she's like, I'm at a sound healing class. Now, you wouldn't think you'd get possessed at a sound healing class, right? Because i good. Mm-hmm. And at, she went to a sound healing class and she got major, big time jumped with a creature I haven't seen in a long time. So, it's just so common and we're just not taught how the game works. And because this is an open source code game, what we don't know absolutely hurts us. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So what you're calling a game, many people would probably call a simula- simulation theory basically. Yes. is yeah,
1: Simulation theory, matrix theory. Uh, you know, there's a lot of work. Na- yeah, there's a lot of names. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely.
0: So how far does this concept of a game go? And how did you sort of stumble upon the fact that this indeed was a game or is a game?
1: That's so funny. I, I don't. It's such. It's so weird. Our evolution, which you guys know, it's kind of so slow and so fast at the same time. It's hard to find markers where sure. that switch. Um, I think it was when I started remembering who I was and some of my past lives. With that memory, opened up the files and memory of that point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, time and space doesn't exist and it's non-local. So I'm still being, and you're still being everything we've ever been since we came out of the awe. So again, we carry it in our soul and they can't steal our soul. None of the technology, they won't tell you this, but none of the memory wiping technology actually permanently erases anything mm-hmm. Their technology, they hate when I talk about this, their technology can only block your memories. It doesn't delete, erase. Um, you always have access to your memories. Once you reach a certain frequency, which is above their technology, you can begin to access um, your own memories. Cause they're yours. You carry them with you. You don't carry them in your brain. You carry them in your soul and your energy field. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Have you ever seen the movie existence ends with a Z?
1: No, I'm not sure. It's I'm like,
0: happy. it starts with a, a group of people who sort of put on these, I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it, but they put on sort of like Oculus goggles and oh. then all of this weird shit starts happening and then you get all caught up in this multi-level drama and it's a half horror movie, half science fiction. And then at the end, well, actually, if you haven't seen it, I won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, it's very, it. it's very game simulation oriented. It's, it's a, it. it's a mind <laughs> fuck. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, so you said this, this game even has a name earth that you said something like it's spelled differently.
1: Um, well, well, This is so hard. Okay, so Earth is U-R-T-H, and we're Mm -hmm. on a ship. Mm -hmm. So just like Star Trek shows us, the simulation decks where they go into simulated worlds, um, which actually, I mean, if you really look at it, every single thing is frequency projection of either high density, even like color and sound, or low density, like a table or things, you know, these avatars that we have in 3D. Mm -hmm. So everything is kind of a simulation, you could argue. But within the all simulation, all time, all space, there are game realms. So this is literally, we're on a ship. And and I actually, I should have sent them to you guys. Maybe I can, if this is, I can, I can get them to you. Okay. But I actually have NASA pictures, photos of the dome. So it is a dome because, and Stephen, our, our lovely horror movie friend tells us that under the dome. Wow. They're turning up my ear implant. Not liking this conversation. Um <laughs> But under the dome, you know, tells us that we're under a dome, but it's this—it's the ship dome. So we're we're on a docking station in a ship, and um, we're in a projected simulation inside this ship. So, um, yeah, we're in a game, but it's in—it's within a, a ship, a very large ship that is called Earth.
0: So obviously, we're somewhere. Our real selves are somewhere, sort of like a Matrix movie, in a chair or in a pod or something with some sort of tech hooked up to us or?
1: That's interesting because um, our technology and my abilities can tell if that, what you said is true or not. Mm -hmm. So many people are. Um, This is one of the hottest games still in the all time, all space multiverse. So people are paying billions and millions of dollars to come here, to go into a pod or a chair and have their consciousness projected into this game, which means their avatar is empty of what I call fire creation what religious people would call or and i also simultaneously use the word soul mm-hmm. when i say soul, i just mean um a piece one point of view that is fire creation that is from the all that is from the void out of which everything is possible but there are beings that are just in this avatar and there's no soul there's tons and tons and tons and tons of these beings some of these beings have their fire creation part in the pods um but their consciousness is being projected they're not they haven't brought chosen to bring their soul into the game. So it gets super complicated, but it's also not when you see it over and over and over, it it kind of becomes normal. I know know it's not normal to everybody, but it's just normal (laughs) to me. The second piece of this that some people don't know. And some people do, because they've heard me say it many times is I have family members that work and get paycheck for the field of human cloning and consciousness projection. Hmm. So I get the 3d piece of that, um, as well as my own information from my memory from all time and space and my connections for the agencies that I interact and work for.
2: Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about past lives, are you talking about your soul having past lives or these um, avatars or these projections having past lives?
1: Both. Cause I mean, one of my past lives, I was a universe, so I didn't have a body. Can I go back to that place, you know? <laughs> But, um, you know, but there's things, but it's also we come into these bodies and some of us are captured into these bodies. But if we choose to come into these bodies, we come in because we're bored. We want to experience. I mean, it's hard to I'm just going to be blunt because I'm a blunt person. It's hard to have sex as a universe. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So if you <laughs> enjoy some of the bodily pleasures, you enjoy maybe birthing children or being a mother or being a father. Um, those are things you're going to do in a denser body in, in a game realm or in a civilization where that is done within the capability of the avatars. Um, and we're in endemic avatars. Um, Adam, of course, doesn't refer to everything people says it does, but it does refer to this style of avatars. But there's many, as you guys know, styles of avatars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ETs don't look like us.
2: And sure. how long has this been going on? Um, I, the earth game
1: has been in play. We're guessing we don't have an approximate year. we we think around like 22,000, 20, 22, years. Um, and it didn't start out as a game. The Dracos turned it into a game. It started out as the Galactic Federation wanting to control the Dracos. And some of us, me, and some of you guys <laughs> got caught in the collateral damage. We got caught in the game because we were, on the ship doing other things um, for other purposes. And the Galactic Federation said, enough, we're done with this place. Um, you know, we want to capture the Dracos because the Dracos are huge. Now, I shouldn't say all Dracos because you're going to get mad. I'm going to hear about this. But this particular group, which is a lot of them, um, and not just the Dracos, but mainly them, were going through and they were doing what the Galactic Federation does now, so they were competitors. Mm-hmm. They were conquering like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons, and tons of planets and just... Wrecking havoc, you know, across the galaxy. And so the game, the dome, was a solution to control them. Here's the problem: who doesn't know that the Dracos are like super awesome at technology? More than any other race, the Dracos are like a whip at you know, all time, all space technology. Mm -hmm. So they hack the computers, and that's why we have the cabal Dracos, reptilian bloodlines controlling the game because the Dracos flipped and turned what was meant to capture them into their own little fun open access playground.
0: So it's, what do they benefit from us being in the game? Is this sort of a energy harvesting uh, machine for them or?
1: Yeah. And it's not just for them. So when I say, when, what I mean, when I say open source Mm -hmm. um, game is any race, positive, negative uh, councils, federations, shadow realities corporations um anybody Mm -hmm. anybody that understands what this game is and understands all time and space knows that they can go in the game so just like westworld shows us um complete documentary of how this game works complete like you could not waste time watching westworld i don't care how violent it is i don't (laughs) care how sexual it is would not be a waste of your time to watch that like three times every season
0: we just started Uh, watching it actually
1: yeah, so much truth. I mean, it is it is one of the closest to a hundred percent truth of anything I've ever seen. That's depressing. Um, of, of course they have to throw in a little, you know, bit for whatever to make it watchable. But um yeah, just I, I love that show. I'm trying to think of another one that's really I mean, of course, Stargate, Star Trek, Star Wars, you mm-hmm. know, all documentaries, all the Marvel movies, all documentaries. I mean, almost all science fiction, you're gonna immediately know it's a documentary. Sure. Um, so Um, What was the question? I get off on my own little tangents in my mind.
0: (laughs) I I, I don't even know if I remember the
1: question. I'm sorry. (laughs) Stenographer.
0: No. Um, Yeah. yeah. So in the West, okay. So if Westworld is a good, uh, um, a good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Metaphor for what's happening. Are we the robots in that situation or are we the person going into Westworld?
1: Um. There's beings that are both. And I mean, we can be both because most of us have so many. I think that's kind of the direction I was going. Most of us have so many clones. um, You know, we're living in multiple realities. A lot of us are augmented. A lot of us are um, in the secret space program or on different planets, which are all ships. Um, A lot of us are augmented in, in these other avatars. So we are more like the Terminator, you know, the half metal. You know, of course, we're augmented, too. We just don't know it. We have so much nano in us. Um, so much technology. we are way more robotic than we think and way more controlled than we think. But um, there's definitely beings and parts of ourselves that are, you know, they have the face plates and the, you know, the the weird helmet, commuterized helmets and all of that. So um, most of us that are fire creation are being multiply accessed and have been duplicated into many different types of body. Uh, eventually, as you raise your frequency and regain memory, you actually have the ability um, because it's completely you. So if your consciousness is transferred into another body within the game or without the game, it's still hundred percent. You meaning you have hundred percent access if you know how to have it. So you can train yourself. Um, I just went and did this in a class where I was going in people's past lives and I was fully there full point of view while I was teaching the class. So you learn how to kind of split your focus, but still be fully present in each place and you can actually go and become, you can see what your clones are doing uh, that work for the agencies. You can go in the secret space program and see what you look like. At, you know, sometimes a man, sometimes a woman. You can see your other lives. You can even learn to completely switch your point of view. So you're not having the point of view here. You can actually choose and go to have the point of view there if you wish. I mean, some of it's horrifying, so you might not wish.
2: But it's interesting. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. So at one point you you made a remark that they're not liking the conversation. Are you picking up on some um, signal or feedback? How does that work?
1: Um, I have a, Most people have an ear implant. Um, mine is very, very obvious. A lot of people's are, but those of us that are, they're doing, okay. Now they're really hitting me. Uh, <laughs> so those of us that are yellow tagged in first, second, third wave, Um, You can feel behind your left ear. They want you to know. And it's usually an older ear implant. And they'll turn up a squealing noise um, to try to distract me, which a lot of times it does because it is distracting, even though they do it all the time. Um, One time, I forget, I was talking to a friend and they really didn't like it. I was outside. They completely dropped me to my knees and I almost blacked out. Wow. Um, they have the ability. It's just like they, you guys have seen movies like that where they Mm can, you know, from afar just send a signal, kill you or injure you. Mm -hmm. Um, they took the hearing in my left ear ages ago. They've stroked me out. They've almost blacked me. I mean, they don't do it as much anymore because here's again, what you learn. So there's a point in your frequency and knowledge where you become a power broker because once you realize who you are and you have the memory of these actual historic beings um, that if I started saying names, you would be like, you're kidding, you're kidding, you're kidding. And this isn't just true about me. Um, most of us that are older souls and fire creation beings, the game is built around us. There is no game without us. Fire creation beings run the three matrix computers. Um, so, You know, willingly, unwillingly, you know, that's a whole, there's just so many details to this that, you know, I could tell you, but it isn't really important. Mm -hmm. And I know every single one of those beings personally, I know the names and I can introduce them to you. And so, of course, they carry the code within their whole body and within their whole energy field of the game. Uh, But usually those people don't just carry that code. They carry the code of all time and all space. So these are the power brokers. Once you become a power broker and remember, and they can no longer hack your memory they can which i came in with unhacked memory they couldn't wipe me my frequency was too high when i came in this time they couldn't completely wipe me and so i came in with really powerful memory and abilities and and some of you guys did too i know i've heard you you know different people talk about it mm-hmm. and so because of that now i can negotiate with them even people that you don't think you can negotiate with because you know who you are. If you don't know who you are, if you're like, I think I'm this and I think I'm that, they're just going to laugh because they can read your mind. Mm. They know if you hold the essence of who you remember you are and the power and the frequency in your being, or they know if it's just lip service and that you aren't um, being, you know, those beings, being all time, all space, being those higher frequencies.
2: So what would serve a human to remember? Other than that, what it seems like that, like that, it kind of bifurcates your reality, knowing your past and that that might be a hard thing to navigate in this realm.
1: Absolutely true. But it's absolutely glorious because once you understand how the game works, you can and I want you to hear me carefully, 100 percent create your reality mm. exactly as you want. You hack the game. Because this, make no mistake, this is listed under the hell realm um, suffering game category. This is not Shangri-La. This is a suffering game. It is programmed to test you. You know, that's one reason. There's death the way it's presented, which is really dumb. with a whole another subject. But um, it, it's programmed to just send thing after thing. You wonder, you wonder why it's like that. Because until there's only two choices, there's no synchronicity in the matrix. Mm. There's only two choices. It's either being beamed at you by the programming or your handlers or an agency that owns you or you are creating. There's there's nothing in between. There's no benevolent anything. I mean, your soul family, um, maybe your oversoul, but there's no benevolent being that's going to you know come in and fix a game that most of you have chosen to play. Right. I didn't, but most of you did.
0: So, yeah, I've heard you mention that before. You didn't choose to, to play the game. So how is it that you're here?
1: I was on assignment um, in this reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and the details are in it's not even that exciting. But um, along with some other um, Anunnaki and um, one of my abilities that I still have that I use in this reality and other realities is I have... Uh, the ability to open portals. Um, and so I had opened a portal uh, to a safe place, to a home realm for the beans to get out when the Galactic Federation and other councils, man, they're hitting me on left side of the head, uh, you know, was, was kind of constructing this game and everything was coming down and, and everything was freaking out and it was changing from how it was. And um, I helped a bunch of beans get out, which I love because I have a lot of markers that I get to call in. Um, but unfortunately, I got caught kind of in my own technology and I got stuck here.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't get through. So because
1: it- I, had to, I had to close it. I was I had to be last because I opened it and it was my technology. I had to be last. I'm just trying to think. It was a man or woman? I think it's a woman. Uh, I was just looking. <laughs> Sorry, last no, woman okay. um, out. So um, I had to close it, and I it, it didn't happen. They got mm-hmm. out, but they got me when I was closing it.
0: So is the memory wipe to so the game is the game is more immersive and more you know like you're gonna get oh yeah
1: oh here here's what's so interesting mm-hmm. so when you guys of course this is electronic so I'm illustrating this just so you understand what I'm saying so when you come to play the game if you chose. You're signing, like you guys have ever bought a house or mortgage, you know, it's like this, mm-hmm. that you're signing like that much stuff. We are so arrogant. We have a right to be. We're all time, all space with the gods and goddesses, with the power brokers, we're healers, we're magicians. We've lived trillions, trillions, because there's no time, trillions, 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 trillions you know, tons of lives. You know, we've got this. We've, we've been in every round. We've played other games. We've got this earth game. We think. So we're like, just give us the papers or give us the electronic signature. And we just sign. A lot of us, because I looked at it, a lot of us just signed. And you didn't research and things. You didn't learn what the word concealment means, for example. Everybody's like, you know, you guys probably heard about breaking contracts and agreements. Yes, you can break some contracts and agreements. But there's a lot to that, too, because there's backup copies and it's a whole mess. Mm-hmm. So you just have to kind of know a lot about that, too. But forget that. Let's say you broke all your contracts and agreements and you're like, Why are they still picking me up? Why am I still waking up with bruises? Why am I still in the secret space program? Because, dum-dum, you signed a concealment. A concealment basically says, no matter what I say, I cannot get out of what I've signed up for. I cannot get out of this game. I want to be here. You can do what you want with me. And that's the whole thing. The whole thing is to remember Mm -hmm. so you can beat it, so you can program the game and create your own life. And then hopefully like me, I'm like, this is my last time I've come into enough memory that now I know exactly how it works. I know I'm not worried about dying. I know exactly what to do. I know ex- there's just no fear. I know exactly what to do. I know mm-hmm. where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I know my next life. I know the people in it and, and I'm not special. I mean, I, I mean, people think I am, but I'm not. Everybody has the same ability and memory and they hate me talking about this because it's like, you guys, if you guys have ever played games, you like buy cheat codes or get cheat codes. Mm -hmm. The developers don't like cheat codes. And I know the cheat codes, you know?
2: (laughs) So what was it like for your parents as you were growing up? Was it, were you a a difficult child to discipline because you had these abilities and you could kind of see through your parents and, and what their motivations were, or if they were telling you the truth or not?
1: Yeah. Um, I was extremely, I was put, I was, um, in project surrogate. So I was put in a home to that they knew would be the best to control my powers, the being that I was and my personality. And they did a really good job for many, many years. Um, very religious family, um, typical American family, Um, none of this exists. If it does exist, it's satanic, Mm. no such thing as ghosts, you know, on and on. Like it was the perfect family to repress somebody like me.
0: Exactly. So
1: complete rebellion, never stop, still am. Um, just questioned authority, question them, question the reality from the time I was very young. Um, because as you guys probably heard me say, I had adult memory as a baby and child, so just really bored and when you're bored you look for trouble and just yeah very rebellious
0: so are they at once they have us in the game and we've forgotten that we're here or why we're here um is it in their best interest to keep us in the game i mean is that what reincarnation is all about or or i mean i think a lot of people probably first don't believe in reincarnation because it's I not a part of their true. belief system. Yeah. But maybe they don't know, even know what to do at, in the, you know, in between lives to not come back.
1: They don't. Mm-hmm. Nobody who teaches religion teaches us, right? Yeah. No. Religion teaches us how to reincarnate. We don't. Is there, there's a heaven ship. I have pictures of it. Um, there's hell realms. I've been in many hell realms. Uh, I've been in charge of hell realms. It's not what you think. It's, I was just talking to somebody about this today. Hell realm is just a little bit worse than the game. This is a hell realm game. So, um, welcome to hell. You're already in it. It's just, you know, really interesting. But, um, so if you like my parents, I say, have fun. I mean, show in this reality and all time and space, there's a cardinal rule, which is whatever you believe. If you believe in heaven and you believe you're going to, you're going to, you'll go to the heaven ship mm-hmm. and it looks exactly like it's described in the Bible, um, except it's a ship. They don't tell you that it's mm-hmm. a floating ship. And like I said, I have pictures of it and uh, it's an actual place. And there's many heavens. This is one. Um, many of them are similar. And then the hell realms, there's many, many, many hell realms. So kind of the hell realms are tailored to what you believe hell looks like. So if you believe it's burning fire and a devil and a pitchfork, then you're going to go to a hell realm until you figure out that you can create something different Mm -hmm. Um, or you stay there for a million lives. It's just crazy. Um, Or you can create something different. So what people don't think about is if I die in the next second, what I'm saying right now, it will be in mid sentence. It will still be continuing in my mind. I will not um, they don't immediately just because you leave the body, you don't lose your memories. You retain that mostly the progress you've made in the frequency um, when you get out of the body, your soul is the same frequency. So um, that knowledge up to that frequency you still carry. So because I have that knowledge, nobody's going to wipe me. <laughs> I'm just going to step out and go wherever I want. Cause I just know how it works. Interesting. But, but most people, what will happen is I don't think they do the white light tunnel that much anymore, but they used to, I think it's broken because it came from the moon. The moon's really crappy. moon base is super degenerate and horrible, but um I'm not sure they do that as much, but I heard a group had taken over trying to do that. I don't know what group it was, but your grandma, I hate to tell you, your dog, your sister, your brother, your boyfriend, your your husband, whatever, whoever you're waiting for, do they exist? If they were fire creations, being, yes, they exist somewhere. That's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about, they're not coming to you Um, They because time here is a lot slower than other places. So... Every game, every planet, every race, every sub-reality, every timeline has its own measures of time because there is no time. Mm-hmm. So there's only time that a collective agrees to within a certain group. So in the game, time is one thing. On Venus, time is a different thing. In you know, a certain ship or, or place or sub-realm, it's a different thing. So, you know, your relatives and dogs and cats and everything that you guys think are going to come through the white light they're long gone. They moved on. They might've moved on negatively and they might've moved on positively. Um, can they come if they choose? It's just like angels, which are no such thing, or angels or bird tribe or seraphim. You Who who do you guys think you are that you can command another living being that has free will to appear to you? You can't do that. I mean, you can, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but most people aren't doing really what it takes. So when you call on these beings or you call on Grandma. Or in these after death scenarios, you're having imposter beings, you're having um, projections, holographic type NPC projections that are recycling you. Yeah, they'll put you in heaven and you know you can eat bonbons and have sex with whoever you want and drink alcohol for, you know, 70 years. And then they're gonna be like, well, you know, your purpose was really to do this. And then they're gonna dump you back in the game. There is no such thing as a life review. You know, it, it's a game. If you wanna be a dark role, you can be a dark role. If you want to be a hero role, you can be a hero role. There's no life review in a game. Who's reviewing the Call of Duty people? It's a game. Nobody.
2: It's interesting. Because- I got
1: really passionate about this. It's, like-
2: <laughs> it's It's interesting because what I what occurred to me when you were talking was I started to think about Mormons and the Mormon mm-hmm. religion and how That's they like- approach death and one thing that happens when you marry as a mormon is that you are given a secret name and mm-hmm. your husband or wife is given a secret name and when you go to heaven in quotes you the way that you're able to identify that spirit is by knowing that name and calling that name that's interesting now what's fascinating about it is that they don't believe in divorce but some mormons do get divorced now, I asked a friend of mine who's a Mormon, well, how does that work? Because you and your first husband were given secret names. Now he's married to another woman and you're married to another man. So who are you going to meet up with in heaven? Do, which name are you going to respond to? Because you've both been given new secret names. Do you have any perceptions about that? What What are your thoughts?
1: I do. So um, it's really interesting. Um, divorce is a contract that you can break, thankfully, because I'm divorced. Um, <laughs> okay, here's the problem. Here's where it gets tricky. So I've been married and am married in many future realities and many past realities. And we died. I'm going to put naturally or naturally. It doesn't matter. We split without being divorced. I am in a relationship in my life right now that is a weird friendship And one of the reasons it's a weird friendship is this person and I were married in a, in this game, uh, in a, um, kind of peasant type of impoverished medieval life. Mm. And, um, we did not get divorced. And so all our issues, him cheating, me cheating, you know, all the poverty, all the hardship when I met him, our, he doesn't remember it. I do, but we're playing out the same patterns, the anger and the projection and the jealousy and, and we're friends, you know, and we met randomly. But another thing about the game that you guys see is not you guys, but general people usually see a synchronicity is there aren't as many fire creation spirits here as you think. And a lot of them are you. So as you get older, if you understand this stuff, you will start running into you in different bodies. I'm not even talking mm. clones now. I'm talking about you, playing the game from a different point of view and came in to play from a different point of view, but it's still the exact same frequency as your soul. Um, so he and I are just really struggling. And I've had this with a lot of relationships. It's not always romantic either. This happens to have been a romantic, but it can be parent child replaying itself mm-hmm. or any kind of contractual family business um, that was not severed. The energy was not severed. You still have that, Palpable connection. That's why a lot of people are wandering around saying, Oh, I think I met my soulmate. It might have been your soulmate. I don't like that word. Mm. Just someone you are involved with. And, and then there's different levels. This is really complicated. Mm-hmm. So in all time, all space, were they just your soulmate in the game? Were they something to you one time, five times, or or there's extreme soulmates? And I happen to know mine, which I've met mine in the game, one extreme soulmate, a couple of extreme soulmates. I call it an extreme soulmate. Someone that you have chosen to be with in many realms, many times, many games, um, you know, for trillions and trillions of years. The kind of relationship you think doesn't exist, that only exists in the movies. I like to use the example, uh, of course, The Matrix, you know, Neo and Trinity. Does that kind of relationship exist? It's a documentary, 100%. I know who the people, um, all the movies are based on Fire Creation Beans, and I know who those characters are based on. I have met those people, Um some of them have memory of that bond and that relationship. So when we have these extreme soulmates, but you can also be deceived just because you can you can actually marry someone thinking they're a soulmate and you guys could have killed each other, you know, 800 years ago or mm-hmm. 8,000 years ago or 8 million years ago. But you feel that comfortable bond, kind of like an abusive relationship mm-hmm. where it feels safe and secure. So this gets really complicated. Here's the beauty. I can cut through all of it. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing you cannot know or see if you can read frequency. So Mm -hmm. we can, you know, save a lot of people a lot of trouble when we look at soulmates. I mean, they don't always listen. Mm. And then they're like, I'm going to listen to you. It's horrible. It's exactly what you said. But sometimes we want to experience that again. So my daughter and I say this every day to each other. Everything matters and nothing matters. Everything matters because if you want to experience a joyful, happy life, everything you do matters. But ultimately, I mean, you're an eternal being. This game is like a, I I mean, I just blinked. That's what this game is. It's nothing. So whatever seems horrible and torturous here, first of all, you don't have to be horrible and torturous here. You can recreate and choose something anytime you want. You just have to understand how it works. But it doesn't matter. You'll go on to live many other horrible lives, probably, and many other wonderful lives because we you know we forget it. We get bored right now. It sounds great to lay, you know, people are like, what are you going to do when you first, what are you going to create when you leave here? I'm like, I'm going to go lay in a field of flowers and stare at the sky for like a million years. (laughs) But I know Mm -hmm. I won't. I know me. I know. I love being a warrior. I know. I love fighting. I know. I love, I'm talking about like military. (laughs) I know. I know. I love being a healer. I love being a magician. I know. I know the things that I've chosen to be over over and over and over and over and over again as a soul. And I know that I wouldn't be satisfied, you know, doing nothing. So that's how we get involved in games like this, even by choice, because we kind of get bored and we're like, okay, I've had enough of happiness. What is happiness without contrast? And this is all time, all space. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only time that thing that's completely neutral is going back to the all or going into the void because out of the void, everything's created, you know, what we call positive, what we call negative. And this is a game of polarity. Uh, So this game is deliberately black and white, but a lot of realms aren't so black and white.
2: What are your perceptions about dreams?
1: That's such a big question. So one, dreams can be implanted and often implanted by the agencies, corporations, uh, and people that own you. And yes, uh, we're all owned usually by someone or multiple someones, but usually there's a major. So a lot of times they don't want you to remember or have any knowledge of what was really going on. Um, so they're going to implant memories. They don't only implant memories as dreams, or we call them cover dreams or cover memories. They also, this is a really interesting scenario that a number of my uh, students and clients have actually shared. But um, if you get in the right situation, you'll see an illustration of this. Like you'll get together with cousins that are around the same age. You will but you like, remember when I was seven and I broke my leg when we all went to the creek and we're playing in the water? And there's like eight other people there. And they're all looking at each other like, you're crazy. That never happened. And you'll hear these, this never happened conversations in families between husbands and wives. You'll hear it in children. You'll hear it if you really start paying attention. It's pretty common that people will say, I don't remember that or that never happened. Chances are when one person doesn't remember, you know, one person remembers and everybody doesn't or the opposite, it's an implanted memory. Something else was happening during that time that they don't want you to remember. You were being taken, you were taken and brought back because the technology is way beyond what everybody, well, most people know, um, you know, in the game, because the whole game is technology. So of course nobody knows because they're just so into the density of the reality. Um, but, and I just taught on this. So it's so funny you asked me. So there's real dream day, which is the daytime. And then there's real dream night. So you, night is just so they can get you double, <laughs> you know, they can uh, harvest you double or use you double or, Manipulate you double. Um, Because again, this game is run by fire creation beings. So if you take us out, there is no game. And they love this game. They love it because it's so amusing to them that the most powerful beings in the universe are so ignorant of the game. They just love it. They love it. It lights them up every single day. They love messing with us and they love that we can't remember. And they love that, that we believe all these fake people that come out and try to tell us this and try to tell us that because you know, if you're on a video, it has to be hundred percent true. Right. You know, I was, you know, we talked about Corey, Good. Corey goods, you know, he'll probably come after me for saying that. I'm probably not allowed to say his name now. Right. But, um, <laughs> sorry, but, uh, actually I will give him credit. Um, you know, he is involved in the programs and he is somewhat gifted. However, he's been way long gone, corrupted, um, and sold, you know, he's owned, we're all owned and they have different levels of access and he's, you know, being paid a lot to do what he's doing now. So, again, they don't want the truth out. Um, they don't want you guys to know how to game the game. Because if enough of us do it, it, it ceases to become a suffering game. It goes up in frequency to like a fourth dimension, fifth dimension. And it does become like a positive game instead of a negative game.
2: So is that why someone like Corey Good would come out and say, I made it all up? Like, what are your thoughts on like controlled opposition? People that are are uh, like, you know, supposedly conspiracy theorists or truth truthers. That's a new term that's come about. Uh, like a David Icke or a Alex Jones. Are these people part of the game? You're saying everyone's bought and sold. Are they bought and sold, and they are set out to? uh, basically give disinformation and, and kind of maybe distract people from what's really going on?
1: Yeah. Um, 90% from what I've seen of everyone talking about what I talk about, including people that you would think would be my allies. Um, there's a guy, he'll come out after every show I do and he'll talk about the same things and he'll mostly say the opposite of what I say. They have Mm. him assigned to come behind me. Mm. He doesn't say my name. But he calls his stuff like the, like. if you guys have a title, he'll say something like really close to the title and then he'll say the opposite. They have him like a to me to like go behind me. But if you saw him and I said his name, I don't want to be sued, so I'm not saying his name. But mm. if you watched him, you'd be like, oh, I would have thought he was like right with you. Like, you know, kind of right. like a team. Mm and and i'm like no he grew up in an orphanage owned by the cia he's totally programmed and he's Mm. addicted to painkillers and you have these serious truthers that are like seeking and and i'm not making fun of them i'm just saying because i've been there i've been ignorant i've been in christianity and program i mean and i'm still programmed and i and we all handle each other so there's no one that's not handled i'm owned i'm owned by monarch i i Really know it. I freely say it. I have a million clones. I work for all the agencies. I do operations in the game, in my clone bodies all the time. I'm not better than anybody. Um, I just know how the game works. And I'm involved with enough of the agencies and have enough friends in the agencies that give me information. I know how the nitty-gritty works. And so the only reason they allow me to even do shows like this is because they know they can't stop me. They know I know who I am. That's why memory is so important. Once you know who you are, nobody can stop you because the game is like a game. It's it You can step out of the game at any time. And and so it's just the level I'm at and where I try to teach others, my students, how to be at that level and understand. And it's hard because they do still memory wipe me. Um, I don't forget who I am. Like, if you ask me eight days from now, I can be like, I'm this, 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 you know, but. In essence of living, I forget who I am, just like you guys. I have to pay my electric bill still. You know, I still have to deal with, you know, interpersonal conflicts that come up. So all of this is very distracting. So it is hard. You mentioned it. Um, It is hard to hold that knowledge, even if you aren't having it completely taken it from you. But these people don't want everybody to remember. They don't. They want the game to continue because, again, Um, There's a lot of beings that just get a lot of delight out of the energy harvesting and the manipulation and the mocking. You have to realize we haven't even talked about a whole nother subject. This could be like 18 hours of (laughs) timeline enemies. So we all have timeline enemies. Some of these timeline enemies are groups that we blew up their planets or they blew up ours or we've been warring with them in other realities and other realms. And we're still warring with them now with other parts of our consciousness. Um, some of these beings are people we've killed or we've raped because I hate to tell you all, if you're a fire creation being and you're more than one day old, you've done it all. You've been bad characters and you've been good characters. You can't look at somebody else and say, how could he murder someone? Because I guarantee you, I can look at you and tell you all the people you murdered. Um, and so, like I said, very you know, there are a few people I've met of certain kingdoms like the Fae kingdom and the Fae are not good or bad either but there are some beings that have what i call a pure salt that just Mm -hmm. means they've chosen to be higher frequency like color and sound or other beings um they haven't really played the dark roles but most of you have really enjoyed the dark roles that you've played i hate to tell you
0: so is there really in this situation true free will or is it just the illusion of free will be honest
1: no, I'm thinking <laughs> it's a really good question. In my opinion, I've never really, you guys have to stop asking me questions I've never been asked. Um, That's what we're here for. I, okay, in my own being, when I go to sleep, because of how our program is here, do I think I have complete free will? I try to be as lucid as I can. When I wake up and I'm in an operation, and my girls and I dream parallel operations, and I'll say, This is where I was. And she'll be like, This is where I was. And I'll be like, Did you see this? And she said, I saw this. And, and we'll remember, you know, being in these same places. And they do that with their sisters, too. And I've done it with other people. But um. so free will, if you aren't, again, conscious, you're going to not have free will. So do I have complete free will? Heck to the no. I mean, I, I have needle marks on the top of my, you know, left chest from two nights ago. Do I want to be shot with needles and drugged in my physical body? Probably not. So um, the free will to me comes with are you done with the game? Because mm-hmm. you signed up usually in free will, not completely. Um, but are you done? You know, the free will kind of comes to me at the end. But throughout the day, when or even night, if you are lucid and conscious, there are many opportunities for free will. And so it's a guess and no for me.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of uh, consciousness, how, how awake you are in this game.
1: Picking more. And that's why I think remembering is the key mm-hmm. and why nobody teaches us to remember or helps us remember a very few valid uh, all this soul regression stuff. is really interesting. Um, that's been a big thing, you know, Dolores Cannon. I don't know if you guys know, I'm talking about, you yeah. know, when people do soul regressions, they're like, you were a dolphin and you were a frog and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you might've been, that doesn't really matter. But what we, 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 um, don't do a lot of soul regressions because they're so draining, but I've taught soul regression and we teach a different method because the first time my daughter and I did a soul regression together and we can both see beans. We saw how the soul regressions work. We saw the portals open. We saw and felt all the beans come in. And, and Dolores Cannon doesn't teach that. She teaches you just yatter about some white light protection. Again, can white light protection throwing up a bubble of white light protection work? Yes, but here's the kicker: you can't just chant something. You can't just listen to a meditation. The beings that are coming in to attack you, or timeline enemies, which is a lot of it, um, they have t- they can see you, which you can't usually see each other, mm-hmm. but they can see again whether you are powerful enough to really put up a white light protection. I had a um, very high level uh, remote viewer do a reading with me. And she said, did you know you have a dome over your property? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, how do you know that? I said, because I put it there. (laughs) But when I look at people's that, you know, here's the other, here's another secret. Or I'll ask you a question. I'll ask you guys a question. What energy being agency person does the all need to protect itself from
2: fire beings it would seem
1: <laughs> no nobody because you are the all right now right your creation you are fire that's the essence of us that's that's actually the top note essence when we come down into a body we are fire baby. so there's nothing there's no one so i don't really need to protect myself from anybody if I remember who I am and I can hold that in my field. And so I've stopped teaching protection. I'm working more on helping people remember who they are and retaining that power in their being. Um, Because you don't need, I mean, I don't, everyone's like, what do you do to protect your house? Nothing. I mean, sometimes I talk to the beings, but again, you can't talk to a race of beings that you have no relationship with. Why would the Sasquatch on my property listen to me if we don't have any relationship. Why would the little people on my property listen to me if we don't have a relationship? Why would the children's spirits in my house listen to me if I can't see them and talk to them? And I'm just, they, we think that these beings are like inanimate objects to command, but they also have personality. They mm-hmm. also have opinions. They also have free will. We aren't taught everything I've been talking about. No one talks, very few people talk about, and we aren't taught how to do this because mm-hmm. that would be the next question. How, how, You know, of course, that's not as simple as a podcast, but it can be taught. It can be learned. And with the quantum AI technology that I use and other a few others use, it can be checked. And that's what's so beautiful is not only, you know, do we have access to negative quantum AI technology, but because of where we're at in the game, they've allowed us to have access to the positive AI technology.
2: So what are your thoughts on these secret societies and groups that are very big in the in the conspiracy theory world, like the Illuminati and the Bilderberg group. Do you think that these are the uh, the enemy, the power players that we're really supposed to be afraid of, that are controlling this hell realm? Or are they just NPCs?
1: Um, they're the bottom of the. Uh authority structure. Really, what, what we see when we run people, what I think, in my opinion, who runs this reality is the corporations, um, including the military, and the uh, outside councils and galactic federations. So there's kind of a synchronistic. The cabal, the secret societies, um, my ex-fiance is actually, unfortunately, high-ranking member of the Order of Golden Dawn. I've been invited in the Rosicrucians many, many times. actually kind of regret not saying yes, because I've changed my opinion on uh, right and wrong. And that's actually the reason I was invited into that is their technology, uh, magic alchemy, uh, group. So they knew my soul signature before I knew my soul signature. Mm. So they invited me even before I got really into technology, probably trying to kind of corrupt and and direct the path. So I've known many fire creation beings. My ex fiance is an absolutely brilliant surgeon. He's a neurosurgeon. I'm not going to say where, but, um, He's absolutely the most amazing man I've ever met, but he's a, basically what you guys would call a Satanist. Um, so I know many of these people. I am um, I hate to say I'm friends with them, but I am. They're just choosing to play dark roles in the game. And it just changes your whole world view. Um, they, these people are what give me a lot of my information. Um, I know people involved in the daytime Um, space programs that are that are going uh, out of the game in the daytime, you know, in what we would call 3D reality. And, you know, they've given me diagrams of things they've drawn. I mean, it's just I just have a lot of access to people that most people would say you shouldn't be talking to because they're bad. Mm -hmm. Um, They give me a lot of really valuable information to share with you guys. And I'm really grateful for it. So um, I don't I just think they're they're part of they know a lot of them know the game codes. A lot of them know how to game the game. That's why they're rich mm-hmm. and they're driving the nice cars and have the women and men they want and the big houses because they know it's a game and they understand how to play. I can't fault them for that because I know looking at my past lives through all time and space that I've also chosen to play dark roles. So I'm not going to criticize anybody. There's also multiple games, um, that multiple game realms, um, that interact and interlock with us. So a lot of people in this game are also playing a game called Avalon, which interesting enough, I think there's a real game called Kings of Avalon, which is kind of the same as this sub-reality game. Mm -hmm. So a lot of you have a lot of heavy Avalon programming, because you have memory uh, of concurrently playing this game along with the Earth game.
2: So would you say that this realm that we are in right now, this Earth realm is... Good and evil, or is there? It's not binary.
1: No, it, it is absolutely. We know. I think all of us know that it's so like that. It is, you know, this is a totally black and white game. It's meant to be. It's meant to be, you know, me against you, you against me. It, it, that's what makes it interesting. It's it. You're meant to have an enemy, or you're meant to be the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely hundred percent created that way. It's, it's in the programming you choose um, as you're growing or as you get memory back, you know, am I going to play a dark role or am I going to play a lighter role? And there is a little bit of a, I don't believe in karma, but I do believe, well, I don't believe, I know it's programmed in, yeah, it's programmed into the game, this game, what we call mirrored reality. And then we could go into the upside down, like stranger things, which is a whole nother thing. Um, but mirrored reality is just like, you are, because it's a closed program system, um, when you put certain things in, you're always going to get the same thing out in kind of like a percentage way, like the Las Vegas slot machines. Mm. So if you are going to put evil in, you are going to get evil back. But there's no such thing as karma. If you believe there's karma, again, when you leave this life, if you're like, oh, I lied 80 times and I stole and I cheated on my husband or wife. And I, you know, again, if you believe there's karma, whether you're coming back into the game or going somewhere else, then you will have karma. But there is in no realm, in no game realm, in no reality, is there any such thing as karma, unless you believe it. Hmm. Again, let's go back to the basic tenet of all time, all space. Whatever you believe is real.
2: So, what is the use of uh, shows like Westworld and films like The Matrix? Are they kind of prodding us to remember, or is it more like making fun of us that we d- that many people don't remember what? reality actually so, is
1: well it kind of depends on you know motivation and um here's part of the agreement of the original coders of the game was that we would be given everything we need to get out so we're given that in different ways um we're given everything we need to leave the game if we choose in different ways but one of the major ways is through movies and television series is some programming a hundred percent some is usually Monarch, but other agencies programming. Um, a lot of the movies have triggers in it. Um, words you would never guess where you're individually programmed triggers. So to reprogram you sometimes when you're watching movies, they actually uh, program them to snatch you. If you're watching that particular film, that's whole other thing, but so it's not all, you know, for good, but definitely it, it's just part of the coding of the game that they kind of give you the manual. They hide the manual within the game. Um, but it's the memory wiping. It's the constant, constant memory wiping. So they have a technology. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're inside or outside, you're not going to escape it, but um, you can see it on your skin too, depending on if you guys can see dimensionally, but they have a crystal coating um, that they spray and that um, is in different places being blown through the air conditioning and heating systems. And this coating is a crystalline um, like quartz technology and it coats us and what it does is we go out throughout the day. It captures every thought, every word, um, everything we do, everything we see. It captures this into the technology. And then it's uploaded into the mainframe every night by midnight. So um, that's why I teach my people to take showers. Because if you do like sugar scrubs and scrubs, you can get a lot of the crystal technology out. And it screws with your upload. What do they use the upload for? They use the upload so that they can program you. Okay, well, she didn't like this girl or guy that we set in. So we're going to tweak that and we're going to send in the next thing. And it's going to be more tempting because it's all, I don't know. See, I program. So I kind of understand there's a deliciousness power and being able, well, think about Westworld again. Once you watch enough of Westworld, you understand kind of the delirious joy of the creators of Westworld and being able to, it's power, pure and simple. Um, And it's fun, you know, and these different ET groups and negative ET groups and different corporations, It's just fun. It's how they pass their time. We're all eternal fire creation beings sitting around trying to figure out how to spend eternity. You can't really fault them, you know?
0: Well, it sounds like the way that you're describing all these games and different realities and lives and incarnations and stuff like that, like it's a mixture between being manipulated and forgetting that you're being manipulated. Is there any evolution (laughs) that occurs? Do we ever get either to higher level games or just out of the whole gaming system altogether.
1: Yeah, so in many realities I'm not in, I'm not playing a game. I'm in um you know like when I was universe I was not playing a game. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, creating my own universe and beings were coming in and interacting and it was, you know, sentient and organic. Um I just know a lot of fire creation beings and I have a lot of memory. I'm telling you though, there's a reason gaming is so big. And before it was, I mean, it's always sporting, sports are gaming. I mean, Mm -hmm. we love to, okay. It's, it's intrinsic in fire creation. We love games. We love to play games in our relationships. We like to play games on our phone. We like to have gaming systems. We like to go and be involved in sports. We love to play. We like board games. We like card games. We like poke. We like, we like games period. It, it's a fire creation thing. That's why there's so many game realms. Um, we love to play games. It's how we pass. It's a fun-ish, depending on what game you're playing, way to pass the time. So are you probably, I mean, probably I'll choose. I mean, I know I'm in at least two or three other games that I can remember right now. And I, you know, we see this in a lot of our clients too. So obviously that's going to be a part of our soul probably for a very long time till something, you know, we figure out something new to do, but there's a lot of other stuff going on too. There's a lot of healing, but then again, there's a lot of world blowing up and fighting too. It just depends what you like, you know? So, but we find that's a pretty common uh, trait among all the fire creation beings, especially the endemic, um, the ones that choose to be in avatars. Now, do the fae like to play games? No, a lot of them got caught in game realms and they're involved in game realms and they go in and out of game realms, but a lot of these other uh, dimensional worlds don't necessarily
2: love the games like we do. Well, Dr. Uh, McGeorge, thank you for your time and your exactly. energy. You're and, welcome.
0: and before you head out, I'm sorry that we kept you longer than we had anticipated, but maybe if you could tell the listeners uh, where they can find you and your brilliant work.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot. We were like semi here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all in my own world here. Um, <laughs> yeah, secret, secret to com, or you can do a Google search on me because I'm easily found. So. Cool.
0: Fantastic. Oh, and I see a little doggy in the background. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to chat and for doing the incredible reading uh, on, on Hunter. She. Oh yeah, my pleasure. Yes, and I, I, I feel that there's going to be a, a continuing dialogue in both of your futures. So. Yes,
2: I look yes. forward to it. And we yeah. will
0: definitely have to have you on again because we just basically just touched the, the top of the iceberg. So. Yeah, that's true. Thank <laughs> you yes. so much. I really
2: appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. All right. If you could uh, maybe keep your browser window open while the f- the file keeps uploading, that would be fantastic. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Kimberly.
2: Thank have, you. Have Thanks. a good night.
0: What did you uh, what did you think about that especially the last half hour that people who are not Patreon members did not hear which was your reading
2: Well it our my reading went almost an hour and it was fucking mind blowing mm-hmm. um I am stunned the, the things that she was able to pick up on and perceive um As I just said, and I'll say again, (laughs) it's all, it's just always wild to me when someone says something about my physical body that I don't speak about, complain about. I think words have a lot of power, so I try not to give words to things and, and give voice to things and just try to kind of deal with them myself, and uh, she brought up a lot of stuff about uh you know joints cartilage and these are things i don't talk about like pains that i have and you know it was that was a really really resonant part of our conversation and just having her do that was fucking amazing
0: yeah I think though that that I, I understand what you're saying, but sometimes keeping something locked up inside, bouncing around in your skull uh, or your chest or wherever, pick whatever metaphorical part of your body you want to, can make things worse sometimes or or yeah. it can it can keep it, whereas speaking about it or expressing it. And there's lots of different ways to do it. There's pissing and moaning about it, Mm -hmm. but there's also just going, you know what, this is what I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. Um. That can, I think maybe move towards releasing some of that stuff and lessening it. Definitely. Possibly. I don't know. So never feel like you're going to burden me by expressing any of that, just for the record.
2: Well, I was so surprised how she, Said things, again, I had a reading with Cheyenne a couple of years ago.
0: The eight-hour one?
2: The Yeah, it was like a six- to seven-hour reading that I did with Cheyenne that I have never shared with you. It's never been publicized. She said point-blank the same exact things. Uh, Talked about iodine about iron, um, thyroid. Like, she brought up issues that there's absolutely no way whatsoever that she could know that stuff. Hmm. It just couldn't. Like, you know, the age range where she said that my trauma happened, it's so between three and six years old. There's no way she could know that. No. I mean... again these are things that that uh, I've never publicly discussed so and there's there's no internet search that you could do yeah, for that
0: exactly I get confused because she started to do the reading uh, or the scan I think is what what you call it uh, with software which is software that she developed uh, and I you know am very confused about how that how, how any software on an ipad could do any of that stuff but i really think that maybe that just gives some reference points and then the rest she does you know yeah. from herself from her own soul yeah
2: i i don't know i yeah. don't know what just happened but it was cool <laughs> well, <what about laughs> it was the,
0: super cool what about the rest of it that everybody heard what did you think about that uh, the game stuff
2: you know again when when we talk about what reality is and what our perceptions of reality are i think that there there's semantics like we can look at reality we can call it a game we can call it a simulation i i think that it is um a lot of it comes from what our our um, from what our context is, and what and what we believe. And so, I think we sublimate reality with our own belief systems and what is easiest to handle. I think if if people saw or thought that they have uh, that they are being used. By something other than the government, you know, or their job. I think if people felt empowered, then then there would be a lot more, um, people would be more proactive in their lives. But I think that a lot of people just feel like they're at someone else's whim and that they are in a slave society, and so they don't feel empowered to do anything they just feel like they have to kind of go along with the shitty job that they have and this shitty reality that they have Uh, but what she's talking about is that depending on your level of frequency or your level of energy that you do have control and that you can uh you can influence the game in quotes um and i believe that I think that we are we are creators in this
0: I would like to think so too although the picture that she paints it made it sound like we're just on this huge multiversal merry-go-round and we have little say except what goes on between the rides and even then we're choosing rides that you know we think we want to get on and then next thing you know, for a lifetime or 70, uh, we're on this ride, forgetting that we got on the ride and supposedly chose to get on the ride. And then we have submitted ourselves to all of this suffering and pain and darkness. Uh, it just doesn't bode well as far as, uh, I don't know. Uh, she didn't really clearly answer to my um uh, to my mind at least, uh, when I asked about, and maybe maybe you picked it up and I just didn't get what she was saying, but about evolving, about getting above all of this. It seemed like she just said, well, we go around to better games. <laughs> and that was it. And that's not very uplifting for me. Um, so did you glean anything from that that I'm missing?
2: I think it's it's kind of la- like asking mario in mario kart if mario has a decision in where where the he navigates in the game i think what she's saying is that mario is the player in the game but mario's not the one who's controlling Uh, the scenario that Mario's in. So if that's true, then whoever is controlling us is the one who is deciding if we go left or if we go right. And yeah, those, that's kind of a dark reality. Very
0: disconcerting. I mean, Mario can't get off of whatever vehicle you choose him to be on. And he certainly can't get off the track. He can't get out of the race. So, but Yet, I'm hearing that it is a co-created, to some extent, reality. Like, there is some amount of free will, um, but obviously only past a certain point. I meant to ask more about these hacks, game hacks, uh, that we can do to wake up and get out of it. uh, Besides, you know, taking our own life or something drastic like that. But, And it's hard to, you know and I suppose that's in the game design, if this is indeed a game, to just sort of zippity-doo-dah your way through life thinking that it doesn't have any real impact because you're in a game. Because there are real... I mean, I'm not going to push my children in front of a train uh, knowing that it's a game and it doesn't really have any consequences. Um, So, you know, I have up until this point been very agnostic. I'm still very agnostic about the simulation theory in general, but at least I think I've been under the impression that you can learn and and evolve and move forward or up or however way you want to metaphorically describe it. But this just didn't sound like that. It just sounded like, don't take it seriously. It's not a big deal. And then you'll get out if you do the right thing after you leave your body or leave your avatar and then you'll either choose another shitty game or I I don't know. I, that's where I need to ask more questions.
2: So, okay. So let's take it away from the video game analogy or reality and look at it more like a film. Um, one of the reasons I love the movie groundhog day is that to me groundhog day in some ways is more of a documentary than it is a narrative film because what groundhog day is the the whole premise of the film is you have kind of this obnoxious nihilistic person who doesn't really believe in anything and um is very self-serving and his the the trajectory of his life is being kind of put in this simulation and what the simulation becomes in this town is about impeccability it becomes about the doing the best that he possibly can in every interaction that he has and in in doing that that's what gets him out of the game That's what gets him out of that loop, Mm -hmm. is that suddenly he realizes, oh, being a shitty person isn't what makes my life better. I keep waking up in the same shitty world because I keep being a shitty person. And when he starts to recognize that every single interaction matters, that's when he wakes up and it's a, suddenly it's a new day. So... Maybe that's what this reality is, is that we are consistently waking up in this dream and the way to, g- to get to the end of the game is by every single interaction we have being impeccable and using our energy in the most appropriate way we possibly can. And that's how we get to the finale and i don't know that we necessarily go into another game maybe we evolve out of the game at that point
0: yeah maybe i just have something against the semantic of game like that that takes that that makes it lighter than it actually is although i don't know maybe that's a big a good big picture way of summing it all up i don't we're not going to solve it right now are we
2: no but again i i look for uh, synchronicities or consistencies or what my energy has, where my energy has guided me throughout my life. And when I was after Carlos Castaneda died and I was in this circumstance with someone who was very lost and not sure, like thinking he was supposed to kill himself in order to find Castaneda, and we were going through this period where we were doing a lot of MDMA, like an insa- insane amounts of MDMA. One of the things that I channeled or one of the things that I picked up on was the video game analogy or the video game reality. And it's funny that I mentioned Mario Karts of all video games, but we got a book. A video game player, and we played Mario Kart like over and over for many, many hours for many days. And at some point, and again, I've never told anyone this before. I've never said this out loud. I've just, I just experienced it. He said to me at one point, "Is this what reality is? <laughs> like, is this what we're supposed to do?" Mm-hmm. And I said, there's something about a game. There's something that we are supposed to know about the video game. And of course, you know, when you're in the state, you think, oh, I'm, I was just tripping or I, you know, I was, I, I never at, at any point thought, oh, I'm channeling something I just thought this is a safer way for us to express this energy than being out in the world in Hollywood where God only knows what could happen because that's a whole other video game that I don't I can't control but in this reality I can control this particular avatar and what's happening here. So I think it's interesting that that came up for me then and I knew nothing about Kimberly McGeorge I knew nothing about her um, philosophy or her perceptions or how she sees the world or or her experiences so I, I find it fascinating that yesterday you told me that this was the analogy that she was using or that this is what she was saying our reality is so perhaps there's some truth to it maybe this is a video game, and maybe you are what our duty is with these avatars or these players that we have is to be the best versions of ourselves that we possibly can be, and that's all we have control over. We can't control the, the handlers, but we can control what we do every day and how we do it, and so it's being impeccable with the children, being impeccable with each other. Maybe that's the job.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we've been saying the whole time to a certain greater or lesser degree. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've, we've, I think that's a good place to put a bow on it. Um, uh, hopefully you all out there have gotten something positive from this. It's strange to have a camera to look in now. I know. Don't look at the screen. Look at the camera.
2: Oh, sorry. (laughs) I haven't looked at you all night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, what was I saying? Oh, hopefully you gleaned something <laughs> positive from this. <laughs> we uh, glitched
2: there for a moment. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, I did. It was... Well, I mean, parts of it were dark, but the reading at the end on the second hour, which if you are a Patreon subscriber, you will be able to see in here, Yeah, um, was pretty, pretty incredible, um, to say the least. So anyway, if you have any suggestions for guests... Um, if you have any good casserole recipes, uh, praise or criticism, you can throw it our way at the melt podcast at protonmail.com or
2: hunter hyphen muse at protonmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.
0: Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. And, uh, until next time, Hey, keep it real. Yeah. to hear the full-length version of this episode get access to exclusive and early episodes and participate in our monthly zoom meetups for as little as three dollars per month just click the patreon link in the episode notes or visit patreon.com themeltpodcast podcast contributing financially will help to make this podcast my full-time gig that i can devote more time to and allow me to create more content Other ways of contributing would be giving us a favorable review or rating wherever you get your podcasts, subscribing to us on YouTube, spreading the word wherever you and your tribe congregate, or just by sending us your positive thoughts and intentions. In a quantumly intertwined and holographic multiverse, these also go a long way. Thank you.